0: Welcome to Let's Talk Agriculture. In this podcast, Adam White, Head of Agriculture for Barclays UK, is joined by Olivia Ward, Marcus Fox, and Abigail T. Ward from SAC Consulting to discuss the barriers facing young people interested in a career in agriculture and what can be done to overcome them. Here's Adam. So welcome
1: to our latest episode in the Let's Talk Business Agriculture podcast, where we will be talking to some new entrants to the agriculture sector about their experiences. It's particularly relevant at the moment as the average age of a farmer in the UK continues to rise. A research from McDonald's in 2022 showed that 70% of young people felt they don't have the skills to succeed in agriculture. And over half of farmers in the UK are failing to find the talent that they need. Last month, LEAF published a fantastic study into young people in the agricultural sector. And even more strikingly, they've shown that 94% of young people don't have a good understanding of the careers available in agriculture, and that 95% of young people feel that they should be aware of where their food comes from and how it's produced. So we have a huge disconnect between people wanting to be involved and perhaps not understanding how they can get involved. For today's podcast, I am absolutely delighted to be joined by three talented individuals, firstly, Olivia Ward. Hi, Olivia.
2: Hi there. Hi.
1: Marcus Fox. Hey, Marcus. Hi, Adam. And Abigail T. Ward. Hi, Adam. And all of you are from SAC Consulting, who are an agricultural consultancy who provides support and guidance through the whole food and drink sector supply chain in Scotland and the north of England. So I'm going to come to each of you just to start us off And obviously, reflecting back on those stats that I've just covered and some of the things we read in the press about the challenges of agriculture and it being a sector that struggles to recruit young people, all of you are here, all of you are working in agriculture, Mm -hmm. all of you have come from that background. So, Olivia, I'll come to you first. What's attracted you to the farming sector? Why why are you still here?
2: (laughs) Uh, Good question. So I've grown up on a beef and sheep farm up in the northeast of England. And as a, a child, I was always desperate to be outside. And I really enjoyed helping out on the farm. I think through my school life, I particularly enjoyed science, and that developed into animal nutrition. So that's where I decided to kind of head with my career. I think in England, we have one of the most professional and ethical agricultural industries, and farmers should be proud of this. And I think recent events have, you know, illustrated how fragile the world market is. And it's so important that our farmers are able to produce food in a sustainable way. And I take great pride in being part of that and hopefully helping farmers within my job.
1: Absolutely. And I so said, you've got that purpose. And I think that's really interesting that link between science and, and farming, which we Mm-mm. don't often make. Yeah. Um, Marcus, I'll come to you. What's kept you in agriculture?
3: I grew up on a small holding in rural Cumbria. And I think the thing that drew me into the industry originally was livestock, really. I, I loved working with animals, loved work with livestock. But then as I sort of, moved through various positions and various job roles I started to take a bit more of an interest in the likes of policy regulation environmental concerns and things like that and that's basically what's led me to where I am today.
1: Excellent and and Abigail what about yourself?
4: So similar to Olivia I grew up on a farm in the north of England as well on a beef and sheep farm and I think from an early age I was very similarly I always loved being outside and with the animals just doing chores from a really young age. And then kind of when I got into school, especially secondary school, even though I lived in quite a rural area, we were still always pushed to kind of go into a more academic role. And it was only really when I got into my A-levels and I loved the studies that I chose. They were more academic than possibly what agriculture was looked upon. And it was only kind of then when I started to speak to different family members and young farmers was a big part of this, kind of opened my eyes that agriculture actually was it could be a viable career path and so i looked into Harper adams and ended up doing my four-year undergraduate degree down there with a year out in industry at basf the chemical company in suffolk Mm -hmm. so that yeah really opened a lot of doors and then from then on in i think it didn't it changed from me thoroughly enjoying it but it also kind of my eyes were open to realizing that food security is such an important part of everyone's lives and that everyone honestly does deserve to kind of have good quality sustainable food to eat and i think british ag has a huge part to play in that so yeah similar to olivia proud to be part of the industry that's kind of my largest driving force at the
1: moment absolutely and that connection between i think all three of you have talked about that connection between there are there are really academic roots into agriculture that are perhaps perhaps if you if you're not in the sector you don't appreciate it there but the staying up to date and understanding it and getting that learning is is really important so so i guess a question for, for all of you really is how do you learn how do you stay up to date with what's going on in the sector
4: i think that likes of like SIUC and AHDV and modern like independent researchers have a huge part to play i know they there's some brilliant podcasts that are released weekly and research papers that are kind of transformed so they're easy to read quick access to very informative pieces of research so they're they're brilliant places to keep up to date yeah and i would advise anyone to look into them. Yeah, I was
2: going to add, I think the internet plays a huge role. You know, like Abigail said, we can access podcasts, websites. And with a lot of events in the past, you'd probably have to attend in person. But I know that AHDB do a fantastic job of having webinars online. So you can access them on an evening or when things are a bit quieter. And I would also like to say, you know, I find it valuable reading Farmer's Guardian weekly. But if there's something a bit more new and novel, I find research papers helpful. Although some of them can be quite a heavy read. I think it, I think it is good to read work like that because it, it I suppose it tells both sides of the story.
1: Yeah, we, I keep coming back to that point, but you both you've all really just sort of clearly said it, which is it's, it is quite an academic mm. sector in terms of there is a lot of science. What about social media? So I'm going to I'm going to sound really old when I say this, but somebody was sharing with me Farm Talk recently, and obviously we've seen the Jeremy Clarkson sort of Amazon show has been a huge hit. Does social media play a role in how you learn?
3: Yeah, I, I think it's really useful for helping connect people with similar interests. You know, you've got Facebook, you can join Facebook groups with other people that share the same interests. You can exchange knowledge, you can find things out, you can network, and you can also probably find job opportunities as well on there if, you know, if you're, you're new to agriculture.
4: I think as well... I think if we go back to that idea, Adam, of agriculture often being labelled as not very academic, I think some some people kind of find it difficult to find places of how to access information. So the likes of like LinkedIn, like Marcus said, is a brilliant tool to look at different roles that you can find in agriculture. That's maybe not such a daunting prospect to a younger person.
1: Mm, absolutely,
4: I do have to agree with what you said. You know about Jeremy Clarkson. Although he
2: may not be everyone's favourite person, he has done a great job at bringing farming into the public eye. I think more and more people are using social media to share their interest and information. I think linked with how I think the public, you know, more interested today in where their food comes from, I think social media has a huge role to play in being able to educate the public and fly the flag for British agriculture.
1: Absolutely, yeah. and I, and I think when when Leaf published their research, one of the things that they were keen to talk about is that agriculture isn't just being on a farm. There's there's no. a huge huge ecosystem that sits behind that, mm. and and all of you are part of that in terms of supporting farmers. But it goes all the way through the food supply chain. So it is, yeah, it's a big industry. What what is it you find challenging about agriculture? What are some of the things that you come across that that you struggle with?
2: I think being a young person in agriculture. I think we possibly do have to try quite hard to show our worth to other farmers or clients. I know having university qualifications does help and certainly a practical experience. But I think personally, sometimes when farmers reflect on something from the past, for example, foot and mouth, I'm aware that I was too young. I was only five at the time. So I I didn't understand the true impact of this. So I think that can sometimes be a limitation. But having these conversations with farmers is really helpful. Because, you know, it helps me appreciate how some of the policies in today's agriculture has evolved because of these things in the past. So although I may not be able to understand what it was like then, it all comes together to paint the picture of today, I believe.
1: Mm. And is that similar for you, Marcus and Abigail? Any other challenges you find?
4: I think often, and I know it gets mentioned a lot, but it's definitely a worthy point. No matter what role you have in agriculture, it always can be quite isolating. I think often as consultants, people look at us and think, oh, we go to lots of different farms a week we're maybe popping it out of the office but often especially especially throughout winter we kind of we will do we'll do minimum farm visits really um, if people are busy if farmers are busy through carving and lambing, it can be quite isolating obviously it's really beneficial nowadays like we talked about social media is really really good for connecting you to new people and to different people that you might not else meet or even just a simple phone call but yeah, that's that can be quite a tough part of the job. Often we can travel quite large distances and only speak to like a few people a week. It's yeah, especially home working can be quite an isolating part of the job.
1: And that that would apply to anybody, wouldn't it? In, yeah. in the sector, really. Yeah, Marcus.
3: And I think working as an
4: advisor as
3: well is quite challenging. Uh, actually, keeping up to date with all the policies that are changing all the time, the regulations that are changing, and we're having to constantly keep up to date and adapt to
1: these changes in policies. Mm. And, and, and how do you how do you do that, Marcus? How do you stay on top of policies? I, I think it's just
3: trying to keep up to date and informed all the time with what's happening within the industry.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I mean, places like DEFRA are quite useful and the blogs there are quite useful. Yeah, yeah. You're right, it's a lot, and that, that is certainly a challenge. Absolutely. So I guess I guess, going back to the research from McDonald's and, and LEAF around young people into the sector, I guess two questions really. So what would all of you recommend for somebody that's looking to work in agriculture for maybe the first time? So they perhaps come from an environment where they they haven't worked in agriculture. What would you say to them? Where would they go?
4: I think... Experience is a brilliant place to start, and we have some brilliant colleges, especially if they've just left school or are still in school and are looking for kind of the next steps after they're sixteen. Kendall College has just started up, and that is a new agriculture department. I know that has some really good apprenticeships on the go. Similarly to that, Askham Bryan and Bishop Burton in the north all do carry out really good agricultural courses, but all sorts of different levels. And I think throughout them, if you could gain on-farm experience even if it's just a two-week lambing job over your school holidays. It's a brilliant place to start and something I've done when I was a lot younger, I tried to kind of go to lots of different farms just to gain lots of different experience. And from then on in, agriculture is a very welcoming place. People will do no end to help you out, and um, whether that's kind of ringing up their next door neighbour or another local farmer to see if they needed any help. Yeah, it's everyone kind of is there to give you a helping hand. So I'd say anyone in the sector, if you could get hold of them and just ask a few questions and point someone will point you in the right direction.
3: I do think practical experience is very valuable. I, I would say if, if you can, try and spend time on as, as many different bars or systems as possible because sometimes not one system works for everyone. And for me, I would say, travel, spend time on farms abroad even, and as many different systems in this country just to get the best possible experience that you can. And then you can apply that to your own system or farm probably later on, further in the future.
2: I was just going to add for maybe the the younger crowd who maybe aren't thinking about further education yet. I think joining Young Farmers is great, really. It's lovely to meet and be part of a group of Like-minded people, it provides many opportunities for personal growth as well. You know, I did things like stop judging and debating, and charity work. So it does help you become a more well-rounded individual. But I think meeting like-minded people is is massive, and they they will also you know help network and figure out if that's the industry you want to go into.
1: That's a great shout. That's a great (laughs) shout. And 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 my experience of of my years in in agriculture is that if you ask a farmer a question they'll they'll gladly tell you the answer there's no mm-hmm. nobody tries to hide any secrets yeah. and which is always a problem when you get a group of farmers in a room because everybody knows the answer but it's um <laughs> you know every, everybody's keen to to share aren't they and that's a that's yeah. a great route and, and and a lot of those are quite close to cities actually i mean there's one one near in peterborough which is getting a lot of attention so so, so i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask you a, a trick question now or a difficult question which is there's there's obviously a huge amount of people and and i think if you just read the headlines, this probably isn't obvious, but there's a huge amount of people that do want to get into farming as a new entrant, or if they're a new entrant, they want to grow into a bigger farm and then and then start that journey as a farmer. And I think that I've spoken to people recently where there's been 900 applicants for a, a new parcel of land coming up uh, for rent. So what do you see from your SAC experience, but also your early experience in agriculture? What is What are some of the challenges for getting into farming as a new entrant?
4: I think, as you mentioned, Adam, The competition for tenant farms is high at the moment. There's ideas at the moment that young people don't want to get into farming, but that is absolutely not the case. And competition, yeah, is is gigantic, as you mentioned, the 900 people for that one farm alone. I think one part that plays into that is the capital. Capital behind individuals, especially young people, often isn't there or available very easily. So i would say that that's quite a big stumbling block even though there is some brilliant parties out there like the Princess countryside fund or henry Plum foundation where they they give money and technical advice out to young people it still often isn't enough to actually warrant starting up um your own farm if you don't have unfortunately any help to get onto the farming ladder
1: so it's, it's having the capital for machinery for stock all of that stuff is 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 really important to be able to get on the ladder isn't it so Yeah. Marcus, Olivia, any other thoughts from your side?
2: I do have to agree with Abby. Capital is a huge factor for people to actually set up their own farm and start. In terms of young people wanting to get into the agricultural industry, a job like mine or or similar, I think there are probably more opportunities. There's so many agricultural colleges now and and universities. So I think that is a good way to get in. But, you know, like you said, for tenancies and actually farming yourself, the capital
4: is,
3: yeah, a huge, huge driver in that. Yeah, I do think it's a a, a little bit of a catch twenty two situation, really, because you know you've got the landlords are wanting to see tenants bringing a certain amount of capital into the business with them, but unfortunately, unless they've had some sort of a farming business beforehand, it's quite difficult to actually build up that level of capital and that whether that be livestock numbers or machinery and things like that so yeah it, it is difficult but not impossible i mean there's more shared farming agreements that seem to be coming about nowadays which which is maybe an option for
1: some people to get into the industry but yeah it is difficult and it's a challenge it's a challenge that's been there for a long time i guess with the changes in how government support works it's it's definitely an area that we we should all be flagging, really, because the influx of new farmers, new ideas, people that that are keen to be involved in the sector is really important to any any business sector. So, it's a definite challenge. So, I'm going to I'm going to try and end on a high now because we've talked a little bit about why you've stayed in agriculture, why you've come into agriculture, some of the challenges and opportunities. But I'll come to each of you. Could you tell me something that you that you really enjoy about your job? Something that really makes you jump out of bed in the morning, Marcus? I'll come to you first.
3: I really enjoy going out and seeing how different systems can apply different methods and different practices but get just as good a result as the neighboring farm who might be doing something completely different and that's what I think so wonderful about about the industry is that not one size fits all and you know there's so many ways you can do things to achieve the same results are as a good results.
1: Good answer. Follow that, Olivia.
2: I, I love the variety in my job. There's so many different aspects that each of us are working on at the moment. So no day is the same. Like Marcus said, I, I really enjoy going out on farm. Like Marcus said, you know, we see so many different types of farms and different managements, and it's interesting to see how they've developed based on their own individual constraints and opportunities. I think with farming going through a challenging time, and there's a bit of uncertainty in the future. I like to feel like I'm helping. and I, I hope I'm making a difference. And that's that's such a, a rewarding thing to
4: see. And yeah, that's why I love my job.
1: Excellent. Abigail?
4: I think to witness firsthand kind of farmers being really innovative and like uptaking technology, like brand new technology it's coming out all the time and producing the best, in my opinion, the most sustainable, high quality food that they can. It's, yeah, it's very inspiring to see and Honestly, we do see it every day in our job and it's it's nice and it it really gees you on as a young person to see that there is there is still a lot of people within ag that really do care about producing really good quality food in a sustainable manner. I think agriculture has still got a bright future in the coming years.
1: But we're going to end on that headline, agriculture has a bright future. And, and my takeaway from, from this conversation is that with all three of you and young people like yourselves coming into the sector, it's going to get brighter because there are people who are absolutely passionate about food about agricultural system in the UK and 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 how we protect that going forward but it's not it's not without its challenges and and I think that's where all of us as professionals have a role in in being able to try and solve some of those challenges so Marcus Libya Abigail thank you so much for joining us today it's been a real insight into your personal experiences and and your professional experiences and and hopefully our listeners have got some tips if they want to get into the sector and, and some ways of have been able to do that and young farmers is a fantastic way of doing that if you want to go and have a chat with some people and, and find out a little bit more so so thank you all that's the end of our podcast today over the next couple of months we will be taking a, a sort of move towards net zero so we will have a couple of guests talking more about some of the practical solutions that they've undertaken and hopefully we'll have some farmers on who will be talking about the journey that they're on some of the actions that they're taking some of the opportunities and challenges that they're finding but Thank you for listening today and take care.
0: If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and you'll receive a notification when we release the next episode. We'll well take a closer look at another topic facing UK farm businesses and landowners. All of the Let's Talk Agriculture podcasts are available to listen to or download from the Barclays Let's Talk Business channel on Spotify, Apple and SoundCloud. Make money work for you. Now for the legal stuff. We promise to keep it short. We're not responsible for, nor do we endorse in any way, third-party websites or their content. The views and opinions expressed in this content do not reflect the views of Barclays and shouldn't be taken as statements of policy or intent of Barclays.